Remember back to when you were a kid and grown-ups asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up? Did you ever become that person? Or did you ever have a moment in high school or college where you realized what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Did that ever come to pass? For some people, our dreams and reality don't always meet up the way we want them to. But that doesn't mean that you can't make them happen. Today on Passions, we're going to meet someone who is living the dream, their dream. They took the plunge and are doing what they love for a living. And they talked with us in order to encourage you to do what it takes to get you doing what you love. Ready? Welcome back to Passions. I'm Alec, and this week I got to meet up with Brian Royal. Brian is the quintessential Renaissance man. He knows how to fix your car and make a mean omelet. He's passionate about music, people, and most importantly, he's passionate about his album and the way God has worked through him to make music for believers and non-believers everywhere. What's your name? My name is Brian Royal. And how old are you? I am 36 years of age. This is Brian Royal. He was born and raised in a small suburb west of Minneapolis. I am from a little town called Mound, Minnesota. M-O-U-N-D, like mound of rocks, mound of dirt. When I asked Brian what he did for a living, he didn't know where to start. That's a great question, Alec. <laughs> what do I do? Um, I can tell you that I used to do a lot of things with my hands, like welding and fabricating and HVAC repair and carpentry and all sorts of manual trades, as well as I was a worship leader for a church. But that is, I've resigned from all of those recently to move forward on doing a music tour. And that tour is going to be for Brian's album, For a Time to Come. The album is a 10-year culmination of all of Brian's passions. Passion for music, passion for ministry, and passion for the gospel. Over the years, Brian has worn many hats and played many roles while doing ministry. But the one thing he keeps coming back to is music. Music started for me at a very young age, uh, just singing in church. I can remember, you know, my dad, you know, would look at me as we were singing and he'd try to get me to sing the low notes with him. And I'd sit there and I would drum on the pews, trying to follow the drummer. And the rhythm, I felt like, was always in me and I could always hear those those tones and those pitches and so from a young age uh, my dad had good music taste um, you know I grew up on a lot of like 70s rock and uh, Motown and I think my sister confessed to me a couple months ago again that she um, actually hid the Jackson 5 tape from my presence because I listened to it so much that she was just so annoyed. So anyways, um, that, that love for uh, Motown and just uh, good soul music was uh, kind of in me, I think, at an early age. 
After an early introduction to music, Brian started playing many different instruments, like the trombone, guitar, bass guitar, and eventually piano. I guess I'll admit this to everybody, I played trombone when I was a kid, mostly because too many kids were playing drums, and so we had to choose a different instrument, which I'm still a little bit mad about today. Um, (laughs) Drums would have been a little bit more beneficial, but I... uh, Ended up them picking up guitar and drums later on, you know, 16 and 17, and, and bass. Bass was kind of the, the first thing that really, I always liked the groove of any song. And I also started writing when I was probably about 16. And I would have probably resonated with uh, a lot of like emo music back in those days. You know, the really sad, depressing kind of like... Where you tune your guitar down to drop D and talk about all of your emotions. Um, so <clears throat> that was those are my early years. And even when I was writing on guitar, I, I, I would write a song, and then two weeks later I'd just be like, I can't stand this song. I hate this song. And then I'd write another one, and I'd be like, oh, I love this song. And then two weeks later I'd hate it. <laughs> and... Uh, it really didn't start clicking for me until in college I started playing the piano. All of a sudden, it just felt like that instrument connected with me and it connected with the way I was wired. And I don't, I don't I know that kind of sounds weird, but when I would play it, I would sing soulfully or I would write songs that were groovier or funkier or, you know, less, uh, less emo and depressing. <laughs> I wish someone would set me free I wish someone would break these chains Cause I've been here captive Behind these prison gates So yeah, that began this quest of, of writing on keys and at some point I just really felt like God wanted me to, to get these songs that I felt like God had been giving me down on CD. And even before that I felt like he wanted to use those songs to minister to people that are in the church, to step out of the church and to be effective uh, for the gospel, for people to get outside of their comfort zone and, and to love other people. But just like everything else in life, Sometimes our dreams, or even our calling in life, falls by the wayside, and we get distracted. In Brian's case, 10 years went by. Yeah, about 10 years went by. I can remember we would meet in these little groups and talk about how God was moving in our lives. And Paul, our senior pastor, he said, Today, when you go to your small groups, I'd like you to talk about one thing that you feel like God has called you to do that you're not doing. And I was like, ah, shoot. For me, that was the album. And I'd been busy serving. I I served at a kid's camp for uh, two years as a volunteer and I saw God do crazy things down there. And I was busy serving God, but I just had felt like this thing that he had had told me to do, I just wasn't doing. So I finally, finally did it. And uh, I'm glad I did. And how quickly, Lord, do I lose sight of you And your plan that's best for me 
Won't you take my heart, Lord, make it like yours, and bring me through this desert to your promised land. And even though Brian has finally made the album, there was always that doubt that nodded at the back of his mind, the voice that would say, you're doing this for you, not for God. It was just coming to that point where I just said, all right, I just have to do it. Like, I can't not do it anymore. And there isn't any excuse that's worth it. And uh, I just have to do it. It's in me and I got to do it. And I've fought so many years with this, like, you know, God, is this my, is this my desire to do music? Or is this your desire? Is this my desire? Or is this your desire? And, and it's kind of like love-hate relationships sometimes that I've had with music of like, you know, one day I'm just feeling it and the next I'm not. One day I'm feeling it and the next I'm not. And, and okay, God, is that you or is that me? And, and frankly, it's just sometimes you just have to push through that stuff and you got to go, all right, I'm just going to do something about it. Because if I don't do something about it, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. You know, anything, anything that is good, anything that is good is really hard. Anything that is worth doing is going to leave you many days discouraged and it's going to leave you many days with this like heartache and pain and uh, you're going to go through the ringer if, if it's really worth doing. And I had to come to that point where I was like, all right, <laughs> I just got to do this thing and I got to keep pressing forward. And having friends that were like, hey, we believe with you that God told you to do this. And so we're going to keep you accountable in that. Brian's album, For a Time to Come, was produced in Minneapolis in 2016 and was finally released October 7, 2016. Brian's next goal is taking his music on the road. Before the album idea popped into my head, I felt like God kind of gave me some like prophetic songs for the church to hear and songs that would encourage people to step out and songs that would encourage people. You know, a lot of the songs in the album just deal with the things that I'm dealing with and the things that I'm wrestling with. I think we need this reality check in the church that we're all, we're all struggling with things and that it's okay to be real and it's okay to, to struggle with things and it's okay to wrestle with things and we're all on the journey together and none of us have it figured out. Now. 
that was kind of the drive of the album and I felt like just for people uh, in the church to be encouraged by that I needed to start doing a tour. So hopefully this summer we'll be hitting the road. The tour will be called the Free Hugs Tour and will travel up and down the Midwest visiting churches, prisons, and anywhere else Brian and his band can play. going to go from North Dakota down to Texas and then Arkansas back up to Minneapolis again is the, the goal right now. So right now we're trying to get shows in order and trying to uh, get into churches and uh, trying to get into prisons and teen challenges and anywhere where we can share about Jesus and about the love of Jesus and, and encourage people to follow him. Sleeper and rise from the dead. I said, Wake up, oh sleeper, and he'll give you life. So I bought a 1996 American Eagle RV. I'm gonna retrofit the back of it into bunks. I bought it from an elderly man, drove it back from California into the great state of Minnesota. With the tour van all ready, Brian hopes to hit the road for a month stopping only to perform concerts, which will be absolutely free to everybody. One of my main influences was a guy named Keith Green, and he was really, really big in the 70s. He just said, non-Christians, when they come to a concert that they get charged for, they inherently feel that something's wrong because the gospel's free. So I've always desired to do free shows, and you know, it, it probably won't always happen, but my desire is that we do all of our shows free, that people would be able to not not come because they couldn't afford it. And so we're gonna do all of our shows on a free will offering basis. And um, I just feel like God's gonna take care of it. And I know it sounds really silly and foolish to many people. I feel like God's gonna take care of the finance element so that we can get into places that may not get to hear as much about Jesus. Not only does Brian want to spread the gospel, but he also wants to make sure people know that they're loved. Hence the name Free Hugs Tour. My dad grew up in a, in a household where he didn't hear that he was loved until he was 44 years of age. And him and my mom decided to change that. And we heard that we were loved every day. And that every day we would get a hug from our parents. I knew that they loved me. I knew that they cared for me. And that made a, a lot of difference. And so being able to do that for other people and, and sometimes, you know, just a, a hug is what you need, you know. You don't need a good pat on the shoulder, you just need somebody to love you and tell you everything's going to be okay. So we're going to call it the Free Hugs Tour because I'm a hugger, I've always been a hugger. Um, we're going to say we're actually going to sell uh, Free Hugs shirt just as a way of people stepping out of their comfort zone because it's so interesting the people that come out of the woodwork to give you a hug that would never give you a hug unless you were wearing a free hugs shirt. We did a, a show at Teen Challenge 
and it was so awesome just to be with guys that were fighting in their addiction and for me my addiction has never been alcohol or drugs but it's been pornography and lust and sexual addiction so it's coming together with other believers and fighting and going hey we got we all got problems we all got things that could take us down and let's be honest and real about what we're fighting and let's be genuine about that because that's when when we can really experience the kingdom of god is when we all come to that place where we go we're broken people that need jesus i have a desperate need for jesus every single day of my life and if i don't depend on jesus it goes bad <laughs> real quick nothing that brian has done is for himself he has a passion for music, but he directs it to someone who is greater than him. He has a passion for people, and he directs those people to someone greater than him. In the final moments of Brian's album, he lays out a prayer for those listening, that they would turn near or far from God. They would turn their faces to Jesus, the one who is consistent. Friends, if there's anything that you can take from all this, I pray that you take Jesus you allow Jesus to transform your life, that you allow Jesus to lead you, to guide you. This world is in a desperate situation. Things are falling apart all around us, and yet Jesus is consistent. Jesus can be our hope in these dark times. Jesus can be our everything. And maybe you have never trusted him before. Maybe you have never given him your life. Maybe you have never surrendered to him. But today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when you say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. Jesus. I accept you and I, I want to follow you with all of my heart. Jesus, I repent of the way that I, I have gone. I turn from the way that I have gone and I turn to you. And friends, he is calling your name. He is calling that you would come out of the darkness and into the light. He is calling that the captives would be set free, that those who were locked in sin Friends, if you have never put your hope in Jesus, today is the day. And if you have put your hope in Jesus, don't allow your faith to sit on the shelf. Don't allow your faith to stay stagnant. Follow after Him. Begin to ask the question of God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to speak to? Who do you want me to forgive? Who do you want me to minister to? to allow him to speak in and as he speaks follow him we want to thank Brian for giving his time for this interview and really sharing his heart with you guys if you want to find more information about Brian or his tour, just Google brianroyal.com. That's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Royal, R-O-Y-L-E.com. 
And that's it for Passions this week. We hope you found yourself feeling as passionate about something as Brian is with ministry and music. Passions is produced by Alex Schaefer and can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So until next week, keep pushing yourself to be who you've always wanted to be. This is Alec, signing off.